0: Today I would like to talk about the power of choice in response to the difficult situation. Mindful choice and action is always emphasized in one Buddhist practice, because as our founding master Sote san says in the scripture, without the mindful choice in action, However, sincerely, you have been practicing meditation and reading a lot of scriptures. Those efforts will be in vain, like a tree that has a good trunk, branches, flower, and leaves, but that bears no fruit. So, today I want to talk about it, focusing more on the choices that we can make about our inner reactions such as thoughts and emotions, rather than the choices that we make with the external behaviors. These days, every time when we hear the news updated from television or an internet, we become overwhelmed by the increasing numbers of new coronavirus cases worldwide, as well as in the United States. I think most of us, us, most of us have been deeply conditioned by fear. So one of, one of the practices that I'd like you to continue in times like this is to constantly remind ourselves that we can still make a choice. We cannot control this pandemic, however, we can decide how to respond to it. We can choose to live in our fears and worries, or to stay calm and centered and continue to cultivate mindfulness and compassion. Let me share the story that one of my friends shared with me after she came back from the Camino. Pilgrimage. This was about a 500-mile journey from France to Spain, which took five weeks of walking. She wanted to challenge her mental and physical capacities and enlighten her spirit. If you search internet for a Camino pilgrimage, you will find a lot of informations from those who been there. Most of them say how wonderful and beautiful their journey was and how much it was worth or the hardship you have to go through there. They see it from a very positive point of view. However, a few days after she began her pilgrimage, she realized that this may not necessarily be her case. She walked 16 to 20 miles a day. It was November. The weather was brutal. It rained for several days in a row. And one day, she had to walk in the pouring rain for two hours. On another day, she walked all day long in the heavy snow, which she had not prepared for. She also had to fight with the bugs, which is the last thing that you'd want to meet in your trip. The physical and emotional challenge was harsh. She experienced herself in a different level, especially in anxiety, fear, and loneliness. However, she did not give up and finished the full course of pilgrimage. But that was not the end. Her flight back home from Madrid to Paris and Paris to her city was one long continuation of hardships. Because the schedule of her first flight was mismanaged, she missed the flight from France to the United States and it took her two fairly miserable days to come home. She had to wait eight hours at the Madrid airport and ended up spending a lot of extra money for the next flight tickets, hotel, and taxi in Paris. All this happened when she was extremely tired after the pilgrimage. I'm not going into more detail. She said, you never know how it feels before you actually experience it. Overall, her communal trip did not sound like that much of an enlightening experience. It was after she came back home that she realized some unexpected change within her. She found that she was enjoying each and every daily routine, not to mention each and every meal. It was not just a temporary feeling out of the relief of being at home. She felt some kind of deep satisfaction, even when she was doing some chores in the kitchen and the other daily work at home and at work. I asked her how it was possible. And she said, well, I think I've learned that it was me who can decide how to respond in any situation. In so many difficult situations in her pilgrimage, she tried to choose to be calm rather than being reflexive and frustrated. And she found that it worked. Let me give you one example. She was going to get upset when she knew that the taxi driver at the airport was ripping her off. But right at that moment, she paused. Instead of feeling terrible and making it the worst day of the trip, she chose to be calm. Some of you may choose to argue with the taxi driver. I'm not talking about what is right or wrong. I'm talking about the conscious choice. So she chose not to make it a big deal. And then she said this was the part that took some decision. So, and then she gently asked him how his day was. The taxi driver said it was a tough day for him without many guests. And they had a friendly conversation until they arrived at the hotel. She found that there was no disturbances remaining in her mind, even though she had a series of bad things that happened that day. This is just one example of many that she chose how to respond in a challenging moment. When she found that she had lost her dear journaling book that she carried all the time, instead of getting disappointed, she consciously chose to accept it and not to be bothered by it. And when she found that she had to wait eight hours in the Madrid airport, Instead of allowing herself to be anxiously worrying about her next flight, she paused and asked herself what she really wanted to do. And an inner voice told her not to be dragged about by old habits of spending time aimlessly worrying about what she cannot control. And she listened. She sensed she was the one who could make a choice about what to do and how to spend the eight hours at the airport. So she t- decided to spend the time writing postcards to her friends and reflective journal, etc. And the first sentence of the journal was Life is fun. We know how frustrating it can be to have our flight delayed for hours, especially when you have to transit to the other flight in the next country. It was not fun, it's not fun. However, she did not allow all this difficult situation to knock her down. Instead, she chose to stay centered and decided to define all the challenges as fun. It was pretty impressive to listen to it. I don't think that she happened to become like that in a day. Maybe while she had to endure many extreme challenges and unexpected accidents during the journey, she had learned that she had the inner power to transform those experiences by changing her inner response, even though she may not have realized it at that moment. And this continued after she came back from the trip. She found that if she decided to be happy, then she could be. Many spiritual teachers have taught us that this It's not the outer circumstances, but our inner choice that decides our happiness. She kind of learned it through her own experience. When someone close to you shares this with you, it feels more authentic and real. It was pretty inspiring to me. So I wanted to share it with you today. We often think Emotions such as fear or sadness are not something that we can control, but that they just automatically arise. Therefore, there is nothing you can do about it, which is not true. When we face a challenging moment, our practice is to first to pause. And become aware of the fearful mind or whatever arises in your mind. And then ask yourself how you want to choose to respond. It is okay to feel fear. It is okay to feel sad. However, the next step is up to you. Do you want to hold on to it? Or... Do you want to let go of it? The first item of the nine uh, nine essential items of daily practice is the mind is reasonably free from disturbance. But disturbances arise in response to sensory conditions. Let us restore the equanimity of our true nature by letting go of those disturbances. I used to wonder why the founding master did not explain how to let go of disturbing mind, which seemed the most important part to me. It's been my question for a long time. How can you let go of disturbances, worries, fear, anger, and sadness? that arise when we face a difficult situation. And why our founding master did not mention it? Now I understand that he's saying that our practice is simply to let go of the disturbances. In other words, every time you find you've been uh, you become disturbed, or you are likely to be disturbed, then choose not to hold on to it and let it go. Some of you might say that you tried so hard to let go of some difficult emotions, such as resentment and anger, but it did not work. If you understand that your mind is originally free from any disturbance. Therefore, all those emotions are temporary and changing all the time, such as weed without roots or waves on the ocean. It will become more easier to choose to let it go. Everyone has been facing the same situation of the pandemic, but their reactions are different. There are some people who choose to hold on to the fear and hoard toilet papers at home, or even attack somebody on the street just because he or she is an Asian. There are others like so many doctors and nurses who take care of the sick people, at the risk of their own life. We all have fear. We just respond differently. I hope we all find the true nature of all human beings and have faith in the limitless power and capacity that is within ourselves, especially in this difficult time. Thank you.